0: Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast, covering all things from the wide world of Nintendo. I'm James Matamanta
1: Magno, and I am Michael Trezil Rivet. <laughs> What's Trezil? Oh, so I went to this event this um, this week, and one of one of our friends was telling us about his kid, and his kid and his friends created this card game because none of them can buy pokemon or anything like that so they all draw their own cards create like attacks and defense and all these different art styles and all this craziness and they called it drazil trazil and i thought it just sounded like the coolest thing and i'm like greg you gotta give me directions i want to play this game i want to be a part of this it's funny he was telling me that they created like gold cards like limited edition gold cards there's you know 800 cards in the whole like game at this point 700 and some of them are gold cards <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and then he creates limited edition his son kate gave showed him some limited edition cards he goes these are limited edition and greg's like well you made 10 of them he goes yeah yeah they're limited he goes well you only make one of every other type but this one has 10 and it's the limited edition card so it sounds amazing and i just had to 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 give it some props because i was like this is this is a this is so fascinating that these guys are just like, yeah, we're going to just make our own card game at like, I don't know, 10 years old. Just live in life. I love it. I and mean, they should. Yeah, like, awesome. K- Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Uh, so I said, I go, we need to see this artwork. We need to actually finalize some rules and just create this. Like who would not buy a, a card game made by like 10 year olds? People would go crazy for that.
0: I bought ridiculous card games. We were trying to play this one. It's called Stellar Andromeda. It's like a little tiny card. And it's think of it as um, if you play, you played FTL, right? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like FTL, but in card game. And I was like, all right, Heather, like here's little things. And I was like, you got shields and reactors and she's ah, this is too much. And then even me, I was like, how do I play this game? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'll ten ten dollars on it. I'm in. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm a huge card game Uh, player like i love that kind of stuff so when he was telling me about it i was all excited trazil look for it folks it's it'll be big in 10 years coming
0: soon to a kickstarter (laughs) near you Mm -hmm. well michael we are recording a little early this week so if we miss any of the news articles uh we do apologize uh somebody Mm -hmm. has got a big trip i am
1: i'm leaving on a jet plane very very soon actually so we we are recording typically we record on sunday and uh right now we're it's friday evening so we're this is our friday night and we're recording now i don't think we'll miss too too much but there's a chance
0: yeah i don't think so either we'll see how it goes um in general there were some cool news articles so i figure we'll hop right into it uh first off this week is a little pokemon news a little uh brand new title that's coming out. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this Pokemon thing. I believe that's how you pronounce it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so we all know that let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee are coming out in just about a month uh, from, uh, from about when we're recording. So a little bit less than a month from when you are listening to this. Now what's interesting is that this is not that mainline, you know, proper title. This is this hybrid, type of Pokemon thing, not sure quite open world in general. Although I will say that I don't really know how much the normal Pokemon games are open world. I mean, they are open world, but you're kind of in a set path of where you can go. So maybe that's open world. I don't know anymore. Uh, so people are like, hey, this isn't a mainline open world. It's crazy thing. Uh, but possibility, possibility is maybe this will happen in the future. So... There was an interview um, from EuroGamer with Game Freak director Yunichi Masuda. uh, And they were talking about games such as Breath of the Wild and Super Mario, Odyssey. And it's like, hey, you know, these games, like, they seem to have transitioned well into open world. What about Pokemon? So he says, and I quote, Well, you know, in general, I always want to be kind of facing new challenges and trying to, you know do new things with Pokemon. He's always trying to do new things with Pokemon, Michael. Yeah. Uh, I can tell. You can tell, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different matter whether players will actually enjoy that kind of play style, but really, you know, things like setting up an AI. So, you know, uh, real world Pokemon appear or different ways to appreciate the game. I'm always kind of thinking like how to approach the Pokemon series from different aspects. So in that sense, it's still on the cards. we're in it's totally happening confirmed michael
1: yeah i you know this is one thing i would absolutely love it's funny that he's so on the fence about it kind of and trying to think like where's the what's the best thing for fans and people that are want this and people want an open world Pokemon. They've been telling you they've wanted an open world Pokemon probably for a couple of years now. And it's only gotten more um, demand since games like Zelda have come out and have an open world game. So I think it's something that people are pretty open about what they are looking for. I don't know what the question is any longer, but he, you know, he's holding, he's sticking to his guns. In all these years, Pokemon really hasn't changed that much, and uh, I think it's time. I think it it, it needs it. Now,
0: I, I I mean, I I appreciate his honesty of not being one hundred percent sure, and just who
1: knows? So we'll <laughs> yeah, see. who knows? Yeah. Um, now, one thing we do know is that panic button has become synonymous with. The idea of porting large third-party games to the Switch. Uh, recently, they just did Doom and Wolfenstein 2. They're they're just known for getting these very complex games into the switch and to make them look amazing and wonderful what some people may not know is they also created original games on the wii and xbox 360 they also worked on recor and subnautica for xbox and ps4 so i mean this this team is a super super um skilled team and what they've been recently saying is Uh, We kind of want to do some other stuff. We don't want to just do ports anymore, which I totally get. In a recent interview with Game Industry Biz, Panic Button's Director of Development, Adam Crayon, actually spoke about it. And he said that we really want sort of a diverse range for our portfolio. He said, I'm a portfolio person, and I want to have a lot of diversity in the kind of work we do on the platforms. We've got a really good relationship with Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, and other folks. And for the viability of a studio, you want to have that expertise across the board. So I get it. They don't want to be just pigeonholed. And I think that's what they're starting to feel like, is we're just getting pigeonholed into the switch right now we want to break out. They also say that we they we they want to do their own stuff, you know. He goes on to say at some point we want to do our own stuff or something unique with an original that somebody else made. Now, in my mind, I would love to see Panic Button do some original big game on the Switch. Seeing what they've done with Doom, seeing what they've been able to do with Wolfenstein 2, like I think if they could create some original content it would look and play amazing on the Switch, and I think they are a great studio to do this. Yeah, that'd be super rad just to see them come out with anything and
0: just have some more freedom. That'd be really good.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he goes on to say that they're they're super into the Switch. They say that it's an awesome device. We want to keep working with it. They're not saying that they want to leave Nintendo or leave the Switch behind, but they're just kind of saying we don't want to be just a port. You know, studio we want to make some work and i'm all for that i think they would be fantastic at it and i would absolutely love to see it i think
0: that's a call to publishers that's like hey we would like some money <laughs> yeah give us some money
1: fund us here please yeah
0: that's now, probably what it something
1: is. now you mentioned pokemon a little little game coming out we also have another little game coming out called Diablo 3. And what Blizzard is doing to advertise this game is they're doing a scavenger hunt where they're actually giving out real things like switch bundles and props and things like that if you're able to find items or codes in the real world. So this contest is already out. It's, it's already started. So if you go to, to the Diablo Twitter page, you can start getting the clues there. And little by little, they keep giving out new clues. And you take that clue, and it's maybe it's a riddle or some sort of visual clue, and you go out into the real world, and you hunt around for some sort of item, kind of like a, um, not just a scavenger hunt, but it's like... um, Uh, geocaching very Mm -hmm. similar in that idea you're going out into the real world to find something that somebody plays there and then if you scan that item or you scan the qr code or what have you it will track all of the treasure you find and the more treasure you find the more entries are put in to win real actual goodies so one of those would be the diablo 3 eternal collection switch bundle that nintendo has announced as well as digital copies of diablo 3 and other stuff like actual you know maybe um blades and things like that that are props from the game so i think that sounds pretty cool it's out it's going on right now jump on in that and and start looking for some stuff yeah i'm interested
0: to understand or like try to i'm gonna try to do this Mm -hmm. um i don't i don't under i don't know how the internet works so i'll be like i'll
1: try to i guess try to figure it out so we'll we'll Mm -hmm. see um, I think some people strange. are giving away hints already. So okay. the, the first couple of clues that that Blizzard has put out, if you scroll through like the comment threads, it's funny because some people already said, oh, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. So they are helping. Um, I don't know how long that would go. I guess they'd figure, you know what, it's just a name and a hat. And if we're all in there, cool. If not, so be it. Yeah. But uh, hmm. I mean, I like this stuff. It's not something that's really... In my area, I don't live in New York City, so it's kind of like, what's the chances that this is happening near me? But so cool. So cool.
0: I like it. I mean, it's good promotion. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, for sure. Something. Yeah. Well, something else for talking about promotion. Um, There's a little game called Super Mario Odyssey. We talked a little bit about it earlier when we were talking about Pokemons. Um, And one thing that is an ongoing thing that always happens in the world of Super Mario Odyssey is these crazy costumes that Nintendo seems to be coming out with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just announced this week, uh, well, I guess last week, um, that there's going to be a brand new zombie outfit for Mario, which is absolutely, totally adorable. I <laughs> love it. It is super cute. Mario has like an ax sticking out of his head. Um, his, everything is torn up on him. His eyes are white. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, now the unique part here is that, uh, they're available now. So his headgear, which is just the ax. So you can just get the ax and walk around with the ax. Um, the outfit is also available. You can get it in the crazy cap shop and it costs 3000 and 5000 coins respectively. Now you can only unlock these after completing the main story. So I don't know if you can get them,
1: Michael, or not. I completed it. I did it, but I, I don't go back. That's the, that's the only thing like. I liked the main story. I played the main story. I played it 100%, but I don't go back for the outfits. It's not enough of a draw for me to jump back into Mario. I don't, maybe some people do. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm not going to talk about how far I've gotten in the game, so we'll go on to the next story.
1: <laughs> I would assume it's not that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've been looking for One Strike on the eShop lately, you might be wondering, where did it go? And actually, it was taken down. Uh, apparently, One Strike is using music that it did not pay for from a Famicom title called Moru. Mor- Senki Madara, I believe that's how it's said. I could be wrong. Um, Apparently, it just basically flat out stole it. (laughs) So I guess the publisher from Cubic Games has already acknowledged the situation and claims it was unaware. We had no idea that this music was stolen. And they've taken it down, and they're going to be trying to update the music so that they can put it back up. But if you're looking for it, you... I guess need to strike faster next time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a,
0: (laughs) that's a, that's, that kind of stinks. I mean, especially for Cubics, who's just the publisher. I mean, I struggle with this on my Twitch channel. So I was, you know, playing music and using different services and I didn't really think about it because when you're streaming, it's all real time. So no one's really monitoring that. I would say. Hmm. But when you archive it, it'll mute all your audio, and then if you export that to YouTube, YouTube's all like, "Nah, son, that's not cool." Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I had to I had to sign up for a service called Pretzel. That's what it's called. It's pretty cool. It's called Pretzel.rocks. I'll put it. I'll just put it in our ZenCast here for you. It was like made for live streamers. So like, it's all music that they work with artists and like, you can do it for free. Or like I paid a premium, it was like a hundred bucks a year, but audio is hard. Like samples, just streams and you're getting clips. And nowadays who knows what people are doing? So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, kind of, kind of sad that that happened, but you know, be, gotta be careful, I guess, you know, especially indie devs when you're, you know, going out contracting people, you just never know. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. You
0: know. All right, Michael, are you ready for the Nintendo Switch killer? Oh, I'm ready. So Huawei announced this week uh, the Huawei Mate 20X, which is the next cell phone. So we know that there's a big battle between cell phones, mobile portable gaming, um, console gaming itself, and PC gaming. I mean, if you look at Fortnite, right, it's everywhere. And popular everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everyone said that cell phones are going to kill Gaming. It's just going to annihilate everything. It's just gone. And then, like, Xbox is doing good, PlayStation's doing good, and then little Nintendo Switch came out and rejuvenated the entire idea of portable gaming. I mean, the 3DS did very well, but I think people started looking at what Nintendo could do or what you could do in a console. So, Huawei, uh, which makes really great devices um, in general, I've owned some of their phones in the past when they were doing a collaboration with. With Google, they are making this Mate 20X, and it's a cell phone. It's a cell phone, Michael, Mm -hmm. but it's the ultimate Switch competitor because they added a game adapter built in. You get it. You just get it with it. It's a game adapter. It actually is very strange because the game adapter is like half a Joy-Con that slaps in to one side. And I believe that's because there's patents on other things. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, they in their press comments are like, and this may look similar to other game consoles. And they bring up a switch and they're like, and ours is better in every single way. 1080p screen versus 720, seven inches versus six inches, six and a half hours of gameplay versus three hours. But what they forgot to mention here is that it's a thousand dollars versus $300. (laughs) And it's a phone, not, a Nintendo switch where all of the Nintendo games that I want to play are. Absolutely. You're going to just end up
1: having some phone games. You're not getting Nintendo's library to play on the switch. You're not getting any support for it. You're nothing. So I I mean, I, I like the idea. I'm not against the idea of there being for one com- competition, but mm-hmm. for two, the idea of, you know, everybody's got a phone that they're walking around with. So if it, it can handle better games, I'm all for that. But Come on, a thousand dollars worth three hundred, and you're trying to say that it, you're going to beat the next switch competitor. It's it's a tough sell for sure. I, if anything, this just validates
0: to me how well the switch is doing. Where Huawei, one of the biggest cell phone manufacturers in the world, is trying to compete with the switch.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. They're trying to buy into that market. So it's Nintendo's clearly showing people that oh, there's a value here. We can do something with this. Yeah.
0: Now we talked earlier about Diablo three and we have some more Diablo three goodness. Uh, the first is that not only is there the scavenger hunt coming, but you mentioned that there's a limited edition console. So I figured I'd just talk about that for a quick second. If you love Mm -hmm. Diablo three and you don't have a switch and you are thinking about getting those, well, there's a bundle coming out on November 2nd, uh, the same day that the game is going to be released, which is a Diablo three themed limited edition. This is going to be the fall limited edition run with the uh, Fortnite thing that just came out, the Mm -hmm. Let's Go Pokemon, and then Diablo 3. It has a dock with some cool artwork on it, some artwork on the back of the system. It comes with a themed carrying case, a download code for Diablo 3, and a bunch of other, it has like the deluxe edition or whatever. And this is uh, the first time that a third-party title has received a custom Switch. So that's cool. Comes out for... 360 so the same price of buying the switch and the game so but you get a, you get an extra carrying case for free so that's cool i
1: guess yeah and then if you're i mean like you said if you're a big diablo fan then you got some artwork on your switch and it stands out so good for them now if you do already have a switch and you maybe don't have an extra 360 kicking around to get another one power a the Accessory maker has an option for you. They are coming out with a Diablo 3 Switch wireless controller. It's an officially licensed controller so you don't have to worry about some crazy like cheap thing it's you know Nintendo's licensing it um it does connect using bluetooth so there's no cords anywhere anything like that it includes motion control comes with two AA batteries so you get up to 30 hours of use out of the batteries mm. um, and it's actually got some pretty interesting it's, in addition to the normal buttons that are on there that are very similar to the pro controller it also comes with customizable buttons on the back that you can program and that's kind of cool I'm, I'm into that i mean if this thing had you know a headphone jack i would be all over it uh and you can buy it on their store power a store or gamestop who has the exclusive rights to it apparently and it's only 50 dollars. so i mean it's it's pretty good deal kind of all around
0: Yeah, I like that. That's really, I mean, that's cool. Besides that, it has batteries, but besides that, Mm -hmm. it seems pretty nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it. If
0: you're a Diablo 3 fan, this is clearly, clearly the fall for you. Like, everything about this fall is all about Diablo 3. Oh, yeah, just
1: loading it up. So now we are going to go on to our best sellers. So as always, let's cover the top 10 this week. Starting off in the top spot is Super Mario Party followed by Undertale, Un-Overcooked, not Undercooked, Overcooked 2. That's the prequel. By, That's a prequel. Yeah, <laughs> Undercooked. <laughs> and then in the fourth spot is Mega Man 11. Fifth spot is Overcooked. Six comes in with Minecraft, followed by Starlink Battle for Atlas, and then The World Ends With You, Final Remix. In ninth spot is The Little Hollow Knight, and in 10, we have Stardew Valley. Now, some other movers and shakers that made the top 30 that are new out this week is Dark Souls in 11th, Mark of the Ninja in 14th, Guacamelee in 15th, Medchasm <laughs> for 22nd, and Child of Light Ultimate Edition in the 20 spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Nice. Not bad yeah. I like that. Absolutely. A lot of good stuff happening I
0: like that. I need to check out some of these games that are on this list. Um, I'm just looking through some of the other ones. Like, it seems like child of light got on there. That seems cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about, about this stuff. I mean, ultimate chicken horse still in the top 30. That's
1: bananas. Um, <laughs> yeah. Super I'm Mario party. I'm excited to hear some of your talk about Starlink when we get oh, there. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Just wait for this. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'll tell you a whole story let's get into the games this week that most likely will not be on the top of next week charts. (laughs) Uh, I kick it off with some retail releases this week on October 23rd. You can pick up some hotness of bass pro shops, the strike or Cabela's the hunt championship edition the ultimate fishing and hunting games because you need more of them That we already talked about. There's been a lot
1: in the last oh, like man. two or three weeks. There, a new hunting slash fishing game has come out. I, I don't know what made them all of a sudden push for that. I don't know. But, but it's kind of crazy. It's a holiday season. Yeah, nothing right? says nothing says holiday season like a good fishing or hunting
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you're going, you need to get something for your grandpa. Boom. Yeah. Get something for your there dad. It is. Now, The unique part here is that these are both in a normal edition and a deluxe kind of championship edition. And the unique part here is that these games are full-fledged all in on the motion shenanigans, right? And what's cool about the championship deluxe edition is that the Bass Pro Shops comes with a fishing rod peripheral, so no cardboard here. And the Cabela's game comes with like a rifle that you can put your Joy-Con in for all the motion sensing technology that you could possibly need, and that's kind of <laughs> cool. That's kind of yeah, cool. it's kind
1: of cool. Yeah, I'm digging that. I mean, I kind of it makes me want just Nintendo to put one out again. You know, like just put out an official, I don't know, like the official gun and and fishing gear and steering wheel, like put out all this stuff so all these games could just use that. I mean, I'm I'm into that. Yeah, so the normal edition is
0: $40. Deluxe the championship edition with the peripherals, uh, $50. So $10 uh, upcharge, but not bad. That's pretty uh, reasonable. Yeah, also coming out that day, Nickelodeon Kart Racers. If you don't want Mario Kart and you want Nickelodeon goodness, boom. Kart racing happening. <laughs> it has everything such as co-op and local multiplayer, customizable carts, <laughs> 24 different
1: racers. That's great. Yeah. If, you if, want- you're, if you're like a Ninja Turtles or SpongeBob SquarePants or Rugrats, if you, if, you know, if the, you or I guess your kids are a big fan of that stuff, I could definitely see this being. It's a well-done game. I mean, when I was watching the trailers and stuff for $40, good. I was like, oh, that's, that's not a bad deal for this game. It does look pretty well put together. And if you're a big Nick, Nickelodeon fan, it's kind of all the same like slime and all that kind of stuff happening. So, I mean, I could totally see this doing well. Yeah, it probably uh, will. I just don't think it's marketed for us, that's for sure. No,
0: definitely not, but that's okay. Well, I'll tell you something that's marketed for me specifically, Just Dance 2019, Michael. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I thought a bit, of you, oh you know, yeah. So this is your classic Just Dance. Now the new things here is 40 brand new songs. However, really Just Dance is all about this new Just Dance Unlimited, which is a monthly subscription. When you buy the game, you get a month free trial. Um, that gives you 400 plus songs to dance your butt off to. Um, there's Some new features in 2019, a new curated and personalized home screen, new multiplayer events, and a revamped world dance floor so you can get your dance on all the time. So uh, we'll be picking that up for Heather for Christmas. Um, Oh, man, just dance. It's going to be okay. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Finally for the retail releases is My Hero 1's Justice. This is uh, a one-versus-one fighting game uh, with some features such as sidekicks jumping in, uh, and this comes from the weekly Shonen jump manga series, bring it to life with all of the fan favorite characters. So if you're into, this is kind of like any of those, um, uh, you know, any of those anime style or manga style games, like one piece and all these different things. Mm-hmm. If you like that stuff, then you're probably going to pick up this game because like Dragon Ball and all those things you're into that mm-hmm. world. I don't know this world at
1: all, but, um, the, it actually looks like a pretty cool fighting game. So. It was a pretty intense trailer. I can say that much for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, moving on to digital downloads. I'm going to just rock through these, and we'll come back around and call out some of the some of the highlights. On October 23rd, we have Windjammers for $15. Then we have Paw Patrol on a roll for $40. 1001 Ultimate Mahjong 2 for $9. 7 Billion Humans for $15. Aqua TV, which basically just turns your TV into a fish tank into for $10. It. Can't wait. Yep. Bla- I can't wait. Black and White Bushido for $12. Car Quest for $10. Dracula's Legacy for $20. Eternum X for 11 Fairy Tale Puzzles, Magic Objects for $10. Friday the 13th, Killer Puzzle. For $17. And we actually have a 3DS and a Wii U game coming out. Insect Planet TD for $3. Nice. Three bucks. Yeah. So steal. And then our good buddy, Johnny Turbo's Arcade Heavy Burger. I thought this already came out. I'm pretty sure we talked about this. Maybe they just all look the same. I don't know. But this is $20. And it really, really, really is coming out on the 25th. Unless it, then we have, <laughs> unless it doesn't. Unless it doesn't. And then we have Luke and Rebecca for $10. Pianista for $25. It's basically Guitar Hero except with a piano. Ah. Then Pinstripe for $12. Puzzle Wall for 8 Storm and a Teacup for 3 Super Hyperactive Ninja for 9 World Puzzles by Poggy for $10. And chicken range for $20. And then we have two more on October 26th. 911 Operator for $14. And Halloween Pinball for $2. So it's a long list. Any of them standing out to you? Anything that was jumping out?
0: Oh, sorry. Oh, I fell asleep there for a second. <laughs> uh, um oh, geez, what a what a rough week. But you know, there are some highlights here. You know, we talked about wind jammers pretty in depth. Now this is the original wind jammers coming over, um, to mm-hmm. the Nintendo switch, which I'm very excited for. And then the wind jammers too, or whatever, you know, this is still like an updated, you know, it's wind jammers. So, um, you do get new HD menus, you get you know, all the modes, arcade, infinite, local, uh, online matches, which is cool. So it's, it's updated, right? You know, you have all that, that new stuff. It's not that new crazy wind jammers, HD deluxe remix stuff, but this is the the original version of the the Wind Jammers and brand new features for the Switch so really cool.
1: I'm going to definitely kind pick of that worth one up. up. I'm yeah, buying. kind it. of worth it especially if you're interested in the sequel when that comes out like yeah. why not play I've never played the original so I mean this might be something I grab. I'm to pre-order right now. You know what else I'm pre-ordering? Aqua TV. Totally
0: in for that. <laughs> I always want to just sit there. And I'm going to put that on my Twitch channel. Just
1: watch. Oh the Aqua. yeah. Oh. Could that would be hysterical if you're like, all right, today on on my Twitch channel, we're going to be playing Aqua TV for three hours, and it's just like people just sit there and watch it. You just watch it with them. Just chat.
0: It it's has cool. th- three different. Chilled out soundtracks to pick from, so I'm very excited oh, about that. Nice. Um, I'm into this. Game. How much is this? Ten dollars <sighs> sold. Um, uh, you mentioned Pinstripe, which uh, you made me look at earlier, which is pretty cool. It's made by one developer over five years, it's in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. that game looks pretty cool. It looks like a very weird uh, s- platformer where you're playing as a you know, um, um a kid. Or a guy who's like his, his daughter is kidnapped and you get you know, pulled
1: down into the depths of hell. It's kind of uh, creepy. It's kind Lightmare. of spooky. I, I think it would be a good one for the time of year right now. You know, you jump on this pinstripe for $12. It's kind of kind of spooky atmospheric game. I, I like the art style. I like the story. And, you know, I mean, it it was definitely something worth checking out, I think. Yeah. Anything else for you? Uh, aside from Pinstripe, the only other thing that I think is interesting is 911 Operator. It just seems like such a strange, weird game. But if anybody's ever played Plague, you know, where you're trying to create a plague that takes out the world. Um, it's kind of, it. when I was watching the trailer, it's very similar to that. It seems like you're just, you know, it's not an action game and you're like third person or first person and running around the world. You're just kind of looking at a map and moving pieces and kind of, you know, trying to orchestrate and help people, I guess, through that. I, I don't know. I, I would hope maybe there's a demo for it. It's not something I think I want to jump on. $15 isn't a lot, but the gameplay of it from what I saw in the trailer, it was enough to get me interested but i'm not uh, sure i would jump on that i think i'd go pinstripe for 12 dollars over 9-1 on operator for 14 but it is interesting worth noting worth noting there you go cool well i think that gets us to everybody's favorite segment what you playing
0: oh i'll tell you what i'm not playing <laughs> oh uh, no oh no all right so i got real excited michael as you know I um I pre-ordered many moons ago Starlink Battle for Atlas, mm-hmm. and I pre-ordered it from Best Buy because I was very excited because uh, I had you know my gamer club unlimited I got twenty percent off I got the bundle that had the Star Fox stuff in it and all every you know all the the ships and Fox and all the all the cool things inside of it so I was very excited to get this and then as it got closer all the toys and all the everything was
1: okay nice
0: yeah and it came with some extra characters and things you could snap on pieces and when i first heard of this game i thought that you had to have that stuff Mm -hmm. and then my buddy jesse who i talk about often he goes "Mm, so i totally canceled my pre-order because you don't need any of that stuff Mm. and i go oh uh, interesting but Best Buy had already shipped my stuff, so I go, "Oh, no problem." So he's like, "Hey, you want to come over and play some Starlink because there's local co-op." I was like, "Oh, that sounds awesome, right? That sounds really cool." <laughs> and uh, I go over to his house. I bring my Switch. I bring my. I have all my. I have all my Starlink stuff because he had digital. He got the digital copy, so I was like, "Oh, cool! You can check out all this stuff." And uh, he's walking. He's like, "Oh, cool!" He's like, "He's like, I thought you were going to cancel it." I was like, "No, they already shipped it." He's like, "Oh, where did you get it from?" And I go, "Oh, I got it from from Best Buy." And he's like, "Oh." And I go, what? And he goes, did you not hear? And I go, hear what? Like, what? why are you <laughs> holding back on me? He's like, they shipped out all the games in the deluxe edition, but didn't put the game inside of it. What? And I go, um, excuse me? I go, no, that can't be. So we go inside of his, I inside of his place. They open, open up the deluxe edition. No game. Come on, not, no game. And there's a slot. There's a slot cut out of the plastic in the back where the game's supposed what? to go in. No game is gone. What? It's not there. So, so what? What? So I don't know. So apparently, this is a, this is a thing. It's not every, not all of them, but apparently mine and a bunch of other people. Best Buy's been made aware. Ubisoft's been made aware. What a publicity stunt from Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> you know, they're just like all. Bad news, good news, doesn't matter. So, yeah, I have a, a box. I have all the toys and uh, no game. So there's that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is terrible. Yeah. The,
0: the, the tale of <laughs>
1: something like that even happened. The
0: tale of the missing Starlink. Um, oh, my goodness. So you didn't even get to play. It
1: definitely is a game you have not gotten to play.
0: Well, on the flip side, somebody bought the digital download. So we did get to play it, Michael. So I did get to play it. Um, Oh, nice. I didn't get to play it to the extent that I would like to, because Best Buy robbed me of my opportunity to play this game. But I will tell you, here's what happened. Here's what I found out, Michael, is that remember when I was telling you that there weren't a lot of reviews and there was like a bajillion download packs? Mm -hmm. So here's what I found out. Is you can play the game and you get the ships that are there with you as far as the physical ones. And how the games works is once you unlock the ship and any accessories, it's unlocked in your game for seven days and then you have to renew it. So that way people just can't, you know, sh- move them around or whatever, some weird policy they have. Um, so that's the physical game. If you have all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you buy the digital, you know, ideally, if you were to buy all of the things physically, like all of the things, it would be like $200, like all of the things. Um, I was never going to buy more than what was given to me, I guess I was just going to play the whole game like that. But Mm -hmm. if you buy the deluxe version, which is $80 instead of the $75 with the toy for $80, you get the game and every single unlockable in the entire thing, all of them. Hmm. Uh, So it's a good value. Now we sat down and we played the game and you get all the, you get everything you just get, or you can buy them separately and cost you $200 or buy the digital (laughs) deluxe edition, I guess. So, um, so we sat down and the problem I will say is when you get everything is it's very overwhelming cause you just have so much stuff. Uh, the physical toys are very, very cool though. Like they're very well done, very high quality, very impressed overall. And if you, if you change stuff on the, 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 the little toy, it changes in the game, but we sat down, we played through some missions. This game is beautiful. Like it's really a beautiful game. It's like a cross between, um, Destiny and No Man's Sky, I would say, because it's okay pretty open world where you can just kind of fly. You can at any time hit the right bumper on your controller, and that goes from flying mode, like anywhere flying mode, to like ground, almost third-person mode where you have your ship on the ground. Uh, and that's done very well. The graphics are really pretty. It's very shiny. The combat's pretty good. Um, I would say so far from just playing for like the hour or two hours that I got to play, it didn't have any pool. And that's what Jesse was telling me. He's like, he's like, nothing's really keeping wanting to keep me here besides that. I'm just kind of doing this thing. Um, but he said, you know, so far what I've noticed is it's a very open world kind of quest based. Like go do this thing, then go do that thing, then go do this thing. So there's not a cohesive, I think even legend of Zelda breath of the wild, While it was very open world, it was very much like, here's a huge story arc and everything that's important. And you're kind of, you're free to explore, but you're kind of still on a path in some way, whether you know it or not. And that was well, but I will say I'm pretty impressed with it. I think they did a real bang up job. The reviews did come in and they were about sevens to eights, which I think is probably Mm -hmm. about accurate only because the toy shenanigans, I think that they didn't need to do that. But, um, but yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty impressed. There's my quick review.
1: Nice. That's awesome. I'm excited for when you actually get your game and can play it a little bit more and kind of get through some of the entry stuff and see if it, you know, maybe the story does get better or gets worse or whatever and see if it was something you would continue on. So you think digital is the way to go. Don't bother with the toys. It's probably kind of a waste unless you have little kids that really want that.
0: Yeah. So my strategy is to go to Best Buy this weekend and return it and then just do the digital Mm -hmm. download, I think.
1: No, well, I mean that makes a lot of sense. So, how about anything else? What else have you been playing this week?
0: Well, you know, I got my 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 normals, my paladins, and my dragalia's. Um, mm-hmm. They do have the Halloween event. Did you dive into the Halloween? I'm event I'm loving yet? it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yep. I have been playing at the Halloween event. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'm. I love that they keep doing these events. I hope that continues. I think that's really. Uh, it adds a lot to the game, you know, it's just kind of like these little quick updates and it's a little fun side story for you to kind of play around in.
0: Yeah, I was, I was pretty pleased that there was a patch that came out. So you had to up, update the game. It's version 106 of Dragalia lost. And there was another about 50 or 60 megs uh, download mm. patch. So they fixed some bugs, did some things. I read these news articles in Dragalia lost. Do you, do you read the news feed inside the game?
1: Yeah, I go through when I, I it it got a little crazy. It was popping up a lot, so I have it so it like only pops up once a day for me. But I do read through all of their their updates and what they're doing and what they're working on and yeah, it's
0: kind of funny when you read through they're like oh in this one instance this one thing this one bug happens and you're like uh okay like cool thanks
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna here's a 50 meg download to fix that problem that happens uh, barely ever
0: yeah so the it's (laughs) called the the event is called trick or treasure that's what it's called Mm -hmm. Uh, available till the 25th now this one also does this one have a raid in it
1: there are um so you play through with the story similar to the last one there's a there's an actual story which i finished and then it seems like there's boss battles so it's not 16 at least i haven't gotten to that level yet um the boss battles have been me and three other people that's cool <clears throat> yeah and i like that And i like the raid ones too i just like you know it is it is kind of fun to do that but I'm not sure if this one has raids. This one seems like a lesser uh event than the last one was. The last one went for a, I think a little bit longer and there seemed to be more involved. The story was a little bit bigger. This one's more fun and just kind of like it's about Halloween and they're and you and your characters are dressed up in disguises and costumes and you're trying to steal candy back from the the bad guy in the game so that you can have a Halloween party. So it's very lighthearted. It's not like, you know, the end of the world like kind of the last one was.
0: I love the uh you know, there's a big download patch when you go to get it, but I love the environments. Everything is very yeah. trick or treaty. I'm playing it right now, actually, as we talk. Uh, there's scarecrows <laughs> and pumpkins and you know, you know, different goblins, and I don't know. It's very, very, very cool. I don't know. I'm pretty into I love it. it. Yeah, I'm not as far along as you, Mister Level, like five billion, but <laughs> um, I've definitely been playing it on the ride home or on the ride to work in the morning so that gives me about 20 minutes every day Mm -hmm. and i think i kind of do want your opinion here so i kind of get confused on where to go and what to do because there's almost too many options have you
1: you, so i assume you've played enough to at least unlock everything right you know how in the beginning it was like you can't really a lot of stuff's grayed out Mm -hmm. so you can't really do anything um so I'm assuming you have everything open. Yes. I honestly, I haven't played the story. I'm in chapter five, I believe, or I'm okay. in chapter four, I believe. All right. And I met a stage where I'm like, yeah, all right. I know what's happening in the story, but I'm kind of farming and grinding all of the events because mm-hmm. I want to level up my characters a lot more. So if I jump back into the story, I'm, I'm strong enough to just keep blasting through the story. But, when there's an event like this for a limited time that gets a lot of my attention you know because you only have a limited amount of stamina that you can play and then you have to put the game down for a while and let it regenerate so for me what i spend a lot of my time doing is going through the halloween uh, event right now and just playing that as much as i can and kind of grinding i actually use the autoplay so i just once I've played through it a couple times, my characters are strong enough. I just hit autoplay and let them run through because now they're grinding, they're farming stuff for me. Um, and then my stamina will run out. And then when it heals back up and I get my stamina back, I go to the other events. So there's something called like, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like, you know, the tower of strength or whatever the other event is. And I've run through that one for a bunch of times. And then I run through, there's usually two or three of them. I run through all of those a couple of times because I'm trying to get the crystals, which level up my character, or I'm trying to get the, you know, the money so I can buy more stuff for my castle or whatever. And at some point in the, in the very near future, I am going to go back into the game and keep playing the story mode because I do enjoy the story. I'm really kind of getting into the fact that it is so fleshed out in comparison to a lot of other mobile games. There's a lot here. Um, I haven't still not felt the need to buy anything with actual money, but I was just thinking about that. In in the very near future, I am going to make a purchase. I don't know mm. what yet, but I just think it's worth it. I think they've done a lot, and I want to contribute in sort of give in, them money. Um, yeah, I kind of want to support. You know, I'm not gonna, I can't be somebody that's paying, you know, a ton on a mobile game. But if it, if I throw ten dollars, and I I feel like that's enough for me to get more enjoyment out of the game, and enough for them to continue making content and i and i i guess i just it's more of an appreciation you know because i'd really i i appreciate the level of the game where a lot of other mobile games i've played i get very very bored after a day and it just feels like sort of shallow Mm -hmm. whereas this one there's a lot going on
0: yeah i i like it when there's different um there's different like beat it within this far do this thing within these Mm -hmm. different time limits i'm putting on auto so you're suggesting put it on auto when it's uh, like when, you, like I have like my, my, you know, strength is like 3000, but they're like, oh, this one's like yeah. 1500 or whatever. Why bother? Yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. Most of the time, if it's a 1500, you know, you don't get the chests, the um, characters kind of, they're, they're very, they're not, they're not playing very smart, right? You're not going to get any of the chests that are in the level, but in, in, in reality, all you're trying to do is kill the boss mm-hmm. so that you get the reward from that run. Um, so if you're at 3000 or 3,500 and you're going into a 15 and you should be able to run through it on auto and you just keep doing that. So basically you're not really doing, it doesn't take a lot of your attention. You can just have it playing while you're grinding. Um, and then i focus when i'm playing the story or i'm playing with other people got that's what i'm playing for real oh cool um but it, hopefully if i can just kind of run through and grind on auto whenever i can
0: oh nice i'm doing this this is pretty great and then i i paid some attention and i stopped and i got a chest because mm-hmm. i saw it right and went from there mm-hmm. huh, and crazy. then you just take your finger back off and it goes back into its auto mode yeah You're you don't even crazy. have to hit the auto button Oh, yeah. And then like I just I was like, oh, you should be a dragon right now. But then it's still in auto mode.
1: That's crazy. Yep. Yep. It's very cool. And, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't play smart. Like it, it won't use your dragon. It won't use your specials. So there are times where you're like, well, I'm plenty powerful enough. And maybe I lost, but it's because they just don't do what you would be doing. You know what I mean? They're just not using all of the, the abilities. Yeah, that's really cool.
0: Oh, man. Look at that. Dragalia lost. It's really got us. Yep.
1: Absolutely. So that's obviously that's one of the ones I've been playing this week. That's a big one for me. Um, As you said, the Halloween event is just a blast. If if you haven't played this game, maybe you hate it. I don't know. But if you haven't played this game, you should definitely check it out. I just think it's a really fun, free mobile game. I've been playing many hours and haven't paid a dime yet so Um, i also started playing pinball FX 3 i played the fishtails which it was pretty cool i i played the classic table and then i guess their version of the table i don't don't really know what that's about but um i i lean towards their version of the table because i like the extra little stuff that's going on in it and i felt like it was more entertaining for me to play like if i'm going to play an electric version of something i want it to be something that i couldn't get in a real world setting i guess um but they both play super super well it was very very cool uh that was that was awesome and then i did a couple demos so i played labyrinth of refrain coven of dusk Ooh, and this yeah. is by the same creators of disgaea I, I know i'm saying that name wrong i know it's a huge title and i can never remember how to say that name but i call it uh, this I, is i call it disgaea disgaea that's what, okay that's what i like that i don't know Alright, we'll go with that. Um, and this is a dungeon RPG. It's a very weird uh the demo starts from the beginning, which I like. You know, it doesn't drop you in a weird like instance and you're just kind of figuring things out. It it kind of walks you through the beginning of the game. It's kind of similar to Dragalia Lost in the in the way it's presented. Like the animations are not necessarily animations, it's like just anime drawings that kind of talk with text underneath and they just shift a little bit uh but it's you know it looks really nice obviously because it's not super demanding graphically but the game is is a strange story like at first i thought i was playing one of the main characters you meet but eventually you find out you're playing as a book that your soul got trapped in this book hmm. and one of the the characters is looking to figure out what is in the labyrinth under the town of refrain so labyrinth of refrain uh, and see what they did there she sends yeah so she sends this book down and that's you but you're a book so you can't do anything but apparently when you're down there you can control these puppet soldiers and that's Then it turns into this first person game where you're just running around with puppet soldiers trying to kill things. It's very, very odd. (laughs) I'm not. It's very confusing story. Interesting idea. I don't think it's something I would pick up, um, but I can see where this could be a huge favorite for some people. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are really passionate about this game. Um, I like the writing. I like the art style. I like the storytelling of it. I just didn't love the gameplay of it. So from that demo, it just kind of felt a little clunky. The other demo I played was called True Fear, obviously with Halloween around the corner. I wanted to play something kind of scary, and I saw that this was a free demo. So it's a point and click kind of mystery, psychological thriller. You are playing as this character who has a uh, nightmare about like ghosts and uh, this hotel or, or, or asylum or something, and you wake up to somebody knocking on your door with a letter from your long lost sister that kind of just vanished 10 years ago. And she's telling you to come and, you know, I'm so sorry I disappeared, but I would love to see you. And you go and you end up at this same asylum. You were just having a nightmare about, and your sister's nowhere to be found, but you do find bits and pieces of her journal. And, you know, here she is telling you come meet her there, but clearly nobody's been there for 10 years. It seems like, so you're kind of trying to figure out what's happening. And it was kind of scary, even as a point and click it's, it was really good. It was, I I actually might buy this one because it was kind of fun and it's not like you know the, the graphics don't blow you away, or it's not action packed, but it it's kind of like Mist, you know. And Mist was a really fun game. There's little puzzles, and you have to find this so you can unlock that, and do this so you can do that, mm. and it was kind of cool. And I like the 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 setting of it, especially given that we're in Halloween time. Nice, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then the last, what was that? I said that's pretty cool. I like that. I mean, it's like yeah, a- I, it was cool. Yeah, definitely should try it out. I mean, it's a free demo. You get you know, it, 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 and you got to play like a decent amount of time it was it was pretty cool you got to one point and then it's like okay no more but um it, it was a good demo i'm
0: gonna down, download the, it right now look at this true yeah fear. 9.99 Dude, don't get scared uh,
1: it looks scary uh,
0: I i'm gonna get it,
1: it kind of it, i'm telling you it kind of is and then the last one that i played was nine parchments mm. and i hadn't known anything about this it's a co-op action rpg and I, apparently it's by the creators of the trine series and It reminds me very much of if anybody out there is a a fan of the books um, call or name of the wind, it's kind of like about wizards and things like that or Harry Potter. It's very similar to something like that where you're at a school and you're wizards and you're trying to learn. So it's you're a student or a group of students and you decide to leave because you're trying to look for the nine parchments, you're trying to get them back and it's going to be part of your training. So you go on this little voyage and you're just kind of learning spells and taking out bad guys and stuff and the the gameplay was was really nice and it's beautiful. It was a beautiful beautiful game, great music. Um I I only got to play it for a little bit cuz I died pretty quickly, <laughs> but i really i was kind of like wow this is this is very cool like i loved the setting of it i loved the look of it um very diablo esque, kind of that top down look of a you know a dungeon crawler but just beautiful game so a bunch of demos for me this week i
0: like that it's good to to get those free games give them a try and it's always good to go, remember that there's a lot of demos out there we complained early on in the podcast and you know now there's more so sometimes yeah, when you're like gotta
1: try them when they come out
0: yeah sometimes when best buy doesn't deliver a game to you because it's uh <laughs> empty then you know you just gotta gotta do that i
1: guess so. <laughs> yeah but when, when you can't get the game you paid for you might as well play a game you didn't pay for exactly and you can actually play it so
0: that's good <laughs> all right michael well that that was uh i do love our what's 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 we've been playing and uh, we've been playing a lot so i like that hopefully if you ordered a game from Best Buy. You received it. If you didn't, hit us up on our Twitter feed at Dispatch Podcast. We'll probably be tweeting this afternoon about uh, about this event uh, of me not getting the game. You can, of course, hit us up every single week on NintendoDispatch.com. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones. Heck, just grab uh, your friend's device and subscribe to the podcast for them. They would love that. Um, I think that's going to do it. Make sure to check out all the other podcasts on soundbite.fm, our network. We have a whole bunch of good ones that you can check out each and every week if you need more podcast goodness. So until next time, this has
1: been your Nintendo dispatch.